Watching movies can take a while And they often go out of style But there's Megan and Ben To tell you what to watch with a smile So I married I married a cinephile And we're rolling! Hi guys, I'm Ben Farmer and I'm a cinephile. I'm Megan Carver and I'm a cine newbie. We watch all kinds of movies, new and old. And we let you know if you should watch them too. Welcome back to another episode of season five. So I married a cinephile. Megan, how are you? I'm good. You know what I'm really like grooving and really feeling? What are you feeling? Is that that intro song that we just played? Oh, Oh, holy shit. Like chills i got the goose pimples you a little know moisture a little moisture. a little most moist uh intro <laughs> it wins the award for the most, most moist, moist. Intro. It just gave me chills I, I immediately think of a guy saying she looked like the kind of girl that had never seen any movies she's the kind of girl your mama warned you about right <laughs> how are you doing i am doing well i am so excited about our guests today Speaking of that amazing intro music, one of our guests actually wrote all of that himself. His name is Tom McGovern. He's a comedic musician that writes catchy songs about dumb stuff. You may also have seen him as Jim and Andy off-Broadway in the Office musical parody in New York City. Our other guest, pre-pandemic, she was touring the country as Elphaba in the musical Wicked, and now she's living in her childhood home, learning how to make pasta. Please welcome Talia Suskauer and Tom McGovern to So I Married a Cinephile. Welcome, guys. Yay! Yay! We're happy to be here. You know what what I love about that intro is it's real. You know what I mean? (laughs) I have to ask Talia about the pasta making. I'm assuming that's a rather messy process. It's very messy. It's very (laughs) time-consuming. It's a lot of fun. Like, sometimes the raw pasta dough ends up in my mouth and that's okay too and then, like that's where we're at <laughs> during this little life. pandemic yeah. um yes. yeah it definitely gets all over the place but nothing like fresh pasta am i right i don't think i've ever made pasta You're from correct. scratch it's very easy is it very, very easy. it's flour and water mm-hmm. it's meditative yes. really awesome. mm-hmm. I, it just makes me think, have you ever seen, well, you're not on social media. Have you ever I'm seen not. the pasta granny's Instagram account? Oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm following every pasta Instagram account. I can be seen in my bed at two in the morning, just scrolling. Yeah, through. We, we really can't overstate how Talia feels about pasta. And, uh, making babe, it. babe, it's two o'clock. Stop. Yeah, yeah, we need to go to bed. Tyler. You're changing your phone background again. We need to sleep. <laughs> now you're eating your phone. You can't yeah, eat your you phone. Can't you can't do it. <laughs> and then, of course, we're also uh, joined by our wonderful producer, Molly. Molly, how are you Hi. today? Good. I'm not your host, but I'm here too. I'm super stoked to be here. I thought I had never seen the movie that we're going to talk about, but it turns out we did, which I think is happens for a lot of people. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to spoil it. I'll let you guys get into it. Sometimes you just got to uh, you just got to dig. And, and sometimes when you start digging, oh you find some snakes and past the snakes. You might just find the Ark of the Covenant. So <laughs> who knows what happens when you start exploring and just going after stuff in life? You Y'all, know? this is rough. <laughs> we, we watched Raiders <laughs> of the Lost, Lost Ark. Ark. Wow, 1981. I cannot Indiana Jones. Thank you. There we go. (laughs) Okay, okay. okay. Hang on. on. It is Raiders of the Lost Ark. It was not titled Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark on the original poster because they didn't know they were going to do a trilogy. 
They right. simply entitled it Raiders wow. of the Lost Ark, not knowing that Indiana Jones was going to be a huge hit. They, oh. they were making a B movie, not expecting this to really go anywhere or succeed at all. That's not what I heard. I didn't know <laughs> really? that. <laughs> I read Y'all and- get some cuts because Molly got some tea. <laughs> But for the purists out there, I suppose, Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark, made in 1981. I cannot believe how old this is. This movie is 40 yeah. years old. That's insanity. Guys. And it's and Harrison up. Ford still looks like fire. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> this Ford is on fire. Yeah. Yes, I love it. <laughs> the plot breakdown per IMDb for Indiana Jones and the Raiders of the Lost Ark. I in 1936, these. archaeologist and adventurer Indiana Jones is hired by the U.S. government to find the Ark of the Covenant before Adolf Hitler's Nazis can obtain its awesome powers. <laughs> I like that I, they have to specify yeah, that it's Hitler's that's like, Nazis. That's like saying like Zigfield's Follies. It's, not, right. it's, it's not like Adolf's Nazis. 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 You know? It's not Abraham Lincoln's Nazis. No. It's Adolf's right. Specifically Nazis. Hitler's specifically Nazis. Well, I guess nowadays you have to specify. You, know. you really do. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, true. true to that. Very true. Because they're back, baby. They're they are making a comeback. Big white way. Yes, oh God, bless them. So something that we do for our guests, <laughs> to our guests, with our guests, at our guests, at our guests, whatever you want to call it, we do something called plot in sixty seconds, where we give you guys the opportunity to describe the plot of the movie in sixty seconds or less. What we've been having our duo <laughs> guests do is maybe split it up thirty seconds, thirty seconds, twenty seconds, forty yeah. seconds. Yeah, we're splitting it up. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So, right. um, if you guys, uh, I don't know if Molly's got a I'll stopwatch. Go ready. I got it. So ready. And uh, Molly, just cue them in. Go. Okay, so movie basically starts out. You know, we see the jungles of South America, somewhere in South oh, America, Love it. and yeah. Okay, so basically what happens is Harrison Ford, he has this interaction with this guy, he gets this gold thing, idol, and then this other archaeologist says, I'm making it from you. And so he takes it and they're like, okay, we're going to see that guy later, probably. So he goes back, he's a professor, right? And then uh, he gets some important government people coming to his university and they say, okay, sir, we're the Nazis are looking for the uh, lost Ark. 30 they- seconds. Okay, not enough time for the nope. filler. We got to stick with the goods. He makes it to Egypt, I think, if I remember correctly. He <laughs> finds the ark because he finds the top of the staff, which he steals at the top of the cold mountain from the evil German man, definitely a Nazi. Puts the staff together, light shines through the staff. Boom, there's the ark. He they, finds his girlfriend in Nepal. That's right. Yeah, we forgot about the girlfriend. They find the ark. They bring the ark to another cold place, I believe, and the ark opens up and the fire melts all of the Nazis' hearts and, and, and that's faces, and that's the end of the film. <laughs> Exactly 60 seconds. That was amazing. I should have gone second. I'm always heavy on the exposition. (laughs) That's okay. It was 1936. We are somewhere in the jungles of South America. Yeah. Amazing. We open on a babbling brook. (laughs) Yeah. Wide shot. Pan I like that, Talia. You say basically as much as I do because I'm like, okay, so basically, so there's 14 different kinds of things that we're doing. It's like, yes, so basically, is. it's completely negated <laughs> by everything I say right after it. Certainly, yeah, yes. Wow, great plot in 60 seconds, guys. That's great a good job. one. Thanks. Pretty great. Uh, I'm going to jump right into first impressions, Tom, Talia. First impressions of this movie, Tom specifically. I really want to hear from you. Yeah. It, it blows my mind that someone on Earth. It has not has seen not this. seen i mean it's like this in star wars it's like yeah. anything related yeah. to like, right. like lucas you know, because they're actually very close films. together they're only about three and a half years apart made by you know the team of lucas and spielberg so tom first impressions mm-hmm. right so i 
I agree with you. I can't believe that I hadn't seen it. I haven't seen any of them. So this is literally That's my first so Indiana Jones experience. Wow. But I know, obviously, the theme, John Williams, mm -hmm. iconic theme, and mm -hmm. uh, like the face melting stuff, and you know, like the big the the, the gifs that you see basically. You the gifs. did not see the face melting stuff before, I, but I've seen gifs of it oh, oh, passed okay. around. I didn't know that it was. I didn't from know that? necessarily like I don't know what the context was. Got oh, it. Oh, okay. Now you do. You now I do. Now we get yeah. there and I'm like, oh, it makes sense. So overall impressions, <laughs> it's obviously like a quintessential just like 80s action film. Not necessarily yes. 80s even. It's just like a Spielberg action movie. But yeah. there were more than there was more than one occasion where I had to literally turn to Talia and go, what is going on? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Did that just happen? And you, and there's very, very convenient moments uh, in the plot where certain things happen to obviously drive the plot along. And you yes. have to choose to turn a blind eye and be like, okay, he just swam from that giant ship to, to the, the submarine, submarine. <laughs> flawlessly. <Yep>. Salute. <laughs> yep. Salute. Also, exactly. that would take you like a long time and it took him truly five minutes. Yeah, right. so, it took him. Yeah, yeah. matter of yeah. So, this is <laughs> where that movies are bullshit catchphrase comes in. Yes, and there's a lot of. I will say this, and I might take some heat for it. There's a lot of bullshit in this movie. But, <laughs> there is a lot of bullshit. But You're not wrong. Yeah, I mean that being said, obviously, like amazing movie. We're sure. sitting there watching it and going like, oh hell yeah, indie, yeah. you know, <laughs> for the first time. Wow. Uh, uh, so yeah, it's good. Talia, what was your what was your first experience with this movie, and when did you last see it? And I suppose compared to your viewing last night, was there anything yeah. you noticed or differences? Anything else you picked up on in the interim? Yeah, it's been at least ten years for me with this movie. Oh wow! Okay. Yeah, it's been a long time, but I, I think this time I noticed a lot of things, and for actually had forgotten about a lot of things. But I think one of the biggest things I noticed was that certain things would happen and I would just be confused or yeah. like, certain, like certain things would happen and I'd be like no 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 we have to rewind because I'm certain that man ate a fly like I'm certain ate a fly and like just little sorry. things like continuity things and like you know well, right, things I'm noticing that weren't so scary to me this time around like the big snake pit because I mean it's obviously my nightmare to be in a pit of snakes but I'm like wait Look at all the fake snakes that are in there. They're just like, oh, you yeah, know, so many rubber snakes. All the rubber snakes. It's like the birds, but it's just snakes. It's like so obvious that there are ones that just are yeah. not moving at right. all. But, no. but again, you had like, it's suspension of yeah. disbelief for the sake yeah. of the movie. And yeah. there's so, and a, another part where he knocks the statue down and opens the wall up. And, yeah. And, that, that's like totally works. I did it yesterday. It was exactly, <laughs> you know, one of those classic tomb wall breaking situations. Another right. part. There's not much like script to it. There's not much screenplay. There it's more isn't. action. It's yeah. just really a quintessential action movie. He's really just doing things for most yeah. of the movie. Yep. And he's not really talking that much, which is cool. Yep. 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 Man of he's action. Man of action. Admire. Megan, what was your first experience with this I mean, movie? Then I really honestly can't remember the first time I saw it. I don't remember when that was. I know I was a kiddo. I think I had to watch it in chunks because I kept getting scared. Maybe I haven't actually watched it like top to tails and I, it's just all pieces on TBS when it came on or whatever, or TNT. The only fun story I do have, which is the beginning of this movie, which was the Indiana Jones ride in Disneyland mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that I went there like right after it opened with my family and we waited in line for like an 
hour and we got up and we were ready to go on and I started screaming and crying <laughs> bloody murder and I was no. like I'm not going on I'm so not weird. doing it my poor dad who was so looking forward to it is like all right I'll stay with you <laughs> while my mom and my brother went on the ride oh, and no he didn't get to go on it, but ah, dang it. now we went on it though for our, when yeah, we, went we went to, to Disneyland, Disneyland for our honeymoon. honeymoon, we went on it twice. That was like the best ride in the whole damn park. Yeah, it was amazing. That was one in Splash Mountain. Awesome. It was TBH. What about you, Ben? You, you were like, I don't even know if I need to watch this again. <laughs> <laughs> well, truth be told, I, I was out for a run yesterday and then I came back in and Megan was already watching it. And I'm like, oh, I know exactly what I've missed. Actually. I know right where we you, are. Like, said the next line. <laughs> and I said, I think I did. I walked yeah. in and I said the next line that the, person was going to say on screen um this was one of those movies that we we didn't buy new movies we didn't buy vhs tapes growing up at least not in my beginning years we always bought blank tapes and then recorded yep. movies off of tv because that's just something you that's did what you then. do so you'd put your vhs in the vcr you'd hit record and you can actually record the image <laughs> and the sound off of whatever channel you were in what? and we all got so good at like hitting pause so we'd skip over all the commercials so that it would seem like you owned the actual that vhs tape or skill. dvd it really was a skill i was like my mom always had like the job and then there was just this one year where she was so bad at it we just, <laughs> just took the remote away catch right? all done. the like start of the ads or the ends of the ads so this was one of those movies that i watched repeatedly as a kid because we just owned it it was on vhs and i don't know to me it just felt like this movie feels so synonymous with like saturday mornings i don't know why it's just such a great adventure movie it's like i don't know it's one of those movies you put on at like 10 a.m and then it's noon and then you go out and play with your friends or something (laughs) then you go out and like pretend to be indiana jones exactly it's one of those formative movies for me that i don't know it's it's like watching a quentin tarantino movie for me it, right. it just got me excited about movies and, and all that kind of stuff one of those movies that makes you want to be an actor i guess what, yeah. this made you want to be an actor oh my god yeah i mean not just this movie alone <laughs> but like it's one of those formative movies for me like oh. street fighter street fighter was of course naturally naturally raul julia in street fighter made me want to you guys watch that have you guys watched street fighter i've never seen that oh holy shit if you want something to just happen at you <laughs> Street Fighter happens. At Street you. Fighter happens Mortal, at you. Mortal Kombat, not so much. Street Mortal Kombat has, you know, somewhat of a plot to it, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? Right? Yeah. Mortal Kombat. Just... Street Fighter is just like I guess Mortal we're Kombat here. movie is not that bad. I've heard like no, it, it's, it's not. Oh, the first one it. is amazing. Yeah. The remake should love be it. Awesome as well. So. Yeah, I'm so here for it. Those are our first impressions. Let's hop right into Q and Bay. We got uh, we got some questions. <laughs> like some we got answers. So and, and things like any that. anything that stuck out to you, Megan, specifically. Like I, I see you have a phone full of notes. I do. So. Christ on sale. I really okay. So I have to ask, and this is just like questions for the audience, I suppose. As in, you know, Tom Talia and Ben and Molly. I am. So so I don't understand why the woman is such, I'm just going to say it, a fucking cunt. Like she oh, is. Marion? Yes. Maid Marion is a raging <laughs> bitch. She's like. It'd be a hot take. Hot takes. That's, that might be a hot take, but I'm also like, did anybody else just notice that like, and I don't know if for like Molly and Talia and Ben, like for the other Indiana Jones movies, I feel like women are portrayed as kind of bitchy. And I didn't know if anybody else noticed that. Yeah. I mean, were that shown through to me, I think was, you know, the very last scene, especially when finally they're in their little cabin on board that ship. 
And mm. she's like, we never seem to find the time, do we? Or, or says something <laughs> like that. I'm like, you, yeah. you, she wants to have sex with Indiana Jones, which obviously like we all do. It's okay. But, but <laughs> also like she, she says it in a way, whatever line she has, she says it in a way that it's like, dude, he just saved your life multiple times. And also he just was saving the this incredible precious artifact from the nazis so right. sorry he didn't have time to bone with bone you right <laughs> upon this pirate ship of all i know things. right <laughs> literal pirate ship christ yeah. also he's like she's like he's bleeding and you know he's, <laughs> i did love that though i did love that where mirror. she's like well shit what part what parts you don't hurt and he's like here here yeah here yeah, yeah. yeah. and then he just falls asleep, he fell asleep. <laughs> <laughs> like Guess we never find the time. Yep. <laughs> I guess we never any, figure that shit any, out. Any like, particular scenes or sequences just blow your guys' mind or stick with you? Anything that... that and it, yeah. it, it sounds like there are some points, yes. Talia, I know you just said like you had to rewind it. Yeah, what did oh. you guys What did you rewind it on? Yeah. We oh, okay, the fly okay. part so for sure. There's the part. The fly part. <laughs> it, it's when you uh, did, did you guys catch this? So for yes. all all the listeners out there, there's a part in this movie towards the you know it's like the last quarter of the movie I would say when yeah. they're bringing the ark to, in a you know in back into the desert and onto another island or somewhere to open it. So, you know, but <laughs> the many map montages. Das Führer, you know. Yes, many map yes. montages. Yeah. yeah basically i said basically again yeah so they're about to open it and indiana jones comes with a bazooka and he's like all right like i'm gets the ark or it's her this whole thing and they zoom in on the french archaeologist belloc uh, belloc belloc and he's like oh this is a precious artifact and he says something yeah. and a fly crawls from his temple down his face <laughs> And into his mouth, and he just and, keeps going, and he just keeps, keeps talking. Going. And yeah. and I, Tom did not catch it the first time, and I had to pause. I said, "I'm sorry, I'm really sorry." And she was like, "Did you in. see that?" And I was like, yeah. <laughs> like the, he just ate a fly, and I was like, "What yeah. are you talking about?" Yeah. And then sure enough, we rewind, and you watch this thing crawl into this. <laughs> Yeah, it was a special moment and also disgusting. So if I can ask uh, the the professionals here, the cinephile uh, couple, it mm. is is that like a well-known piece of trivia about this movie that that he eats a fly in that scene? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know if it's like a well-known piece of trivia, but the actor who plays Belloc, his last name is Freeman, I forget his first name, but he he brags about it to this day. Like whenever he does an interview about it. <laughs> brags. Honestly, yeah. I would too. But what, <laughs> because people always bring it up. No matter what movie he's like premiering or talking about, I think there's always someone in the audience who's like, so did you really eat a fly during Raiders? And he's like, yeah, it went right in like, my hell mouth. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or I would just be like, kudos to him he really stayed committed right yeah yeah (laughs) meanwhile dicaprio during inglorious bastards is like bitch watch this yeah exactly thing oh you mean django django Django, i'm so sorry for our listeners i'm going to mess everything up when it comes to that what did i say last night remember i was like oh what was it i said oh i said it was directed by steven sondheim i said that this was directed by steven sondheim Mm -hmm. that would be interesting i (laughs) totally agree I mean, we've got the music there for it. We just need the lyrics and then true. it's good to go. Lyrically, he could do a lot with the story. I, I also, too, I really, um, I loved the bar scene. I wanted to just call out the bar scene. Mm. A, because I love the fact that the yes. woman is like, even though I think she's a raging bitch. 
-hmm. the whole like drink showdown thing. I thought that was so fun. And I love that she owned the bar and Mm -hmm. the whole like thing with the Nazis coming in. And I loved that scene. Yeah. That's actually one of the scenes that I think, and, and I'm not positive about this, but every time I watch that scene, this movie won five Oscars, I think. And one of them wow. was for sound effects and um, sound editing, I think. Oh my God. Two different things. But anyway, it's that scene particularly that is like, that is why this movie won the Oscar. Just because scene. of all the different sounds, but all there's like six different types of guns being fired and every gun has its very specific sound. There are punches being thrown. There's stuff catching on fire. There's shit falling over. It's one of those scenes that doesn't have any dialogue during when, of course, all the action's going on. No one's talking, but if I could just close my eyes and listen to everything that's happening, (laughs) I'm just like, uh, yes, Yes. I know. It's, it's so clean and so crisp that every time that that sequence comes up, I just, if I had headphones on, I would just That's like what close you work my out eyes to. and like rock myself <laughs> back and forth. It's on the bench press. Just just like, 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 yeah. Yeah. Oh, the sound is so good. Yeah. Um, no, the bar scene, uh, yeah, just blows me away just because it's such a great sequence. And I think it's one of Spielberg's great staples is that there's, there's so much happening in that scene, but you also know where everyone is in proportion to the other people. That's Even true. Like, India's like being thrown over the bar and he's like, uh, whiskey and she like yeah. the whiskey and then like the fire goes across the bar because Tote is like was. lighting it on oh, fire and yeah. light in face on fire you know where everything is in so relation great. to everybody else so and great. it's so clean and edited so well that you just sort of like what Molly said you just you don't write notes because you're so just yeah you're in it by what's happening in you're, just, it. It, you're along for the ride what yeah. about you Tom was there anything that stuck out uh, definitely honestly the bar scene definitely um, mm. just because that was like one of the bur- first after the intro at least one of the first big like in- action sequences yeah mm-hmm. um, and also there's the shot of the guy holding up his like his burnt palm yeah. grabbing yeah. the, the, the bronze <laughs> thing which is disturbing Ooh. and um, uh, there's something about that scene that I want to bring up at some point but I can't remember what it is there's mm. that scene and then also um there's a scene, the truck scene, where yeah. he is like on the front of the truck. Oh my <laughs> God. And then he crawls <laughs> under the truck with a, a, a bullet wound in his shoulder. And stays, yeah. stays like like half an inch above the ground and then right. yeah. like and crawl all the way back. crawls underneath while the truck is driving full speed and then grabs a rope and, and, and you know, hangs on with a wounded shoulder. That to <laughs> oh me, I, I had forgiven everything else at that point, but up to that, I was like, come on, dude. Like, right. he was in so much pain. Was, also, right yeah. before that, yeah. right before that, you know, it's so funny because I guess, you know, this is not hilarious, but <laughs> when you think about Nazis, you think about like younger very Aryan blonde looking assholes, you know, yes. right. this army. And this, the last remaining soldier or oh, yeah. in this truck, Nazi in this truck is like this older dude. And I'm like, this is like, not realistic. Like this guy 50s, early 60s. is who yeah. they have yeah. like, guarding the thing. However, <laughs> he was the one that actually fully injured Indiana Jones. Yeah. He, was like, yeah. he kept punching him in the bullet or yeah. like in the arm with the shoulder. Bullet. 
Yeah. yeah, I know. I was just, I just waiting for it to be this ongoing, like, I hit you out of the truck, you go under and climb back up, and I hit you, and it yeah. exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was just going to say through. that. I love that they were able to have them fully switch positions. Yes. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. it was just an absurd action sequence, like like most of the movie, and I'm just here for it. That was all about <laughs> it. <laughs> what did you guys think about the uh, the usage of of the arc itself. I, oh. I, I think one of the things about this movie that fascinates me is the, is the mystery around the power of the arc. Yeah. It's built up from the beginning to be something that's really, uh, the power of the arc itself is, is ambiguous, but you have people like uh, Marcus Brody, who's like, no, whatever army has the arc is going to be invincible. That's why right. Hitler is after it. I and was then, super unclear about that. Cause I'm like, okay, so then he grabs it. So then that means someone has to like, lead the nazi army wherever like they have to hold it and everyone's like oh shit they have the arc like we need to do what they say like how does that work right yeah i don't know i thought that was interesting and especially at the end when they opened the arc and it ended up being sand but then was the was it an arc i was thinking i was like oh it's the spirit of literally my ancestors coming up and saying fuck you nazis like you're the wrong people to open this like the jewish ancestors are coming out to like get you i thought too because when he pulled out the sand it made me immediately go back to the first scene when he's got the bag of sand to replace right. the thing. And I was like, oh, Indiana Jones got in there and there's actually nothing in there right. and it's filled with sand. That's what I thought it was. That's but then really I was interesting. Like, I never thought about yeah, that. Yeah, but then I was like, oh, just kidding. It's underneath the sand. Like, I, uh, that didn't make any sense to because me. Because it's yeah. it is foretold that the tablets of, of the Ten Commandments are inside of the Ark. Right. And you also can't touch the Ark, which is why they had to slip poles into it and then carry it out the way they did. Oh, I didn't notice but that. But also, the, the Ark itself seems to be like an anti-Nazi sort of weapon because you see it in, <laughs> in like yeah. cold storage or whatever. General. And then it's like doing the close up on the, on the box, which has the mm-hmm. swastika on the outside. And then it burns the swastika. I noticed that before too. they yeah. open the arc. Like see? it can't like just the swastika though, that portion of the box, like you everything guys, else we is need fine. it for the inauguration, just to make sure everything's solid. <laughs> and safe. We need the art. Put it out in front. <laughs> or to like Put suck up all of the remaining Nazis into all the boys. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, jettison exactly. into the atmosphere. Yeah. Get that, rid. That would happen. I, yeah, maybe I, that maybe that was some symbolism thrown in there by Steven Spielberg, you know, fellow yeah. tribe member for me, you know, <laughs> who was like, literally, Nazis don't go after this because there's some fierce <laughs> Jewish power in here, and it's going to kill you. Yeah, yeah which is which is interesting because they actually don't <laughs> reference that until close to the end of the movie where one of the Nazi officers says, I'm not I'm comfortable not com- with this yeah. Jewish with this ritual. Jewish there is no ritual. mention of, of at anything all. At all. relating to the Jews no. at all, which I thought was a really interesting touch because mm-hmm. as an audience member up to that point, you're like, oh, I didn't even think think about I that. I loved it too that he's like no I'm fine with killing people but I don't know like there's there's garbs. I'm uncomfortable and mm-hmm. I'm just I'm not I don't this is a bit of a trigger for me. Right right. Yeah that. you know it was strange I actually was thinking about it because I'm like and this is something I guess I hadn't thought of maybe 10 years ago whenever I had watched it last and I was like oh so Hitler's app Hitler's over there killing Jews mm. or about to murder some Jews and mm. He's after this like ancient Jewish relic that's gonna help yeah. him. Yeah. Wait. Thing. 
<laughs> and he was obsessed with the occult too. So everything they were yeah. saying in the exposition, they were, right. they, yeah. that was all factual. He, he was all about, um, you know, desecrating ancient Greece and like stealing all the, all the artifacts for himself. But he was super into like the, like lore around the Knights of the Round Table because the Nazis what? saw themselves as like the new, uh, the Arthurian, new yeah, yeah, the new order essentially. So Isn't he was all Indiana about Jones movie. Yeah, the third well, one is also about Nazis. The third one also has Nazis yeah. and is around a holy relic. Yeah, that's the holy what Grail, I'm thinking of. So. Thank yeah. you. Yes. That's all I know works, about you know? it. Yeah, exactly. Right. <laughs> They're like, uh, let's do the Holy Grail and let's not do the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm mean, like, at what point does Hellboy pick up? Because Hellboy right. is going to come right back in and, and fight the Nazis yeah. that way. Exactly. Yeah. Steven I just Spielberg appreciate- did say he was just kind of like, well, we just know that not like Nazis equal bad. And we know yeah. that collectively as yeah. like everyone knows that Nazis yeah. evil. So we just keep putting it that in that time sense. because it's easy to have Nazis be. Yeah. Like, you're bad dudes, the bad yeah. dudes so. and it's right. also great to just see a college professor punching nazis in the face yeah. oh, oh yeah it feels 100%. really good the power of education uh-huh. <laughs> i also like that was something that i was thinking too because with the whole with the pick and i even sent the email today with the love you on the eyelids yeah thing. oh my god the lecture like <laughs> what was i and yeah me, why did like, they do that why do they need know. to include the whole thing about, oh, most of his class are He's young crazy. ladies that are in love with him? It is Harrison Ford. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. There were and some also- deleted scenes in the school that I think mm. were important. Really? And also, when we first meet Marion, when we, they first show up, when he first shows up, uh-huh. she says, I was too young. Right. And you should have known better. And he right. said, you should have known better putting it all on her. Right. Yeah. Which So it was yeah. just to kind of show that everyone loves him and he loves the young ladies. And then right. also, too, like, he didn't like, put a stop to that. But then she said to Marion was like, well, my dad trained you. And I'm like, OK, I'm sorry. Does your dad like train people as in like that was your college <laughs> professor or train people as in like tomb raider style like training you to rob right right of covenants like i don't understand <laughs> guessing the latter yeah, yeah yeah and it's it's referred to even in even in the other movies in the trilogy like he is more of a grave robber than an archaeologist but they also try to it's portray like him job. as as uh not uh, as like the a professor first and then like an adventurer second yeah I heard and they're trying say, to ride that line really he said really something well. like well i got this artifact for you isn't that worth a ticket back to america and i'm like i'm sorry is he trying is this like he's Ro- got a roman holiday where he's just trying mm-hmm. to get back to america so he's doing whatever cheap job he needs well, to for do the to museum i guess there's a whole museum aspect too maybe it's a college slash a museum that confused yeah. me but yeah it was a little off yeah I, is he like a 1099 employee is he like, <laughs> yeah, yeah right independent contractor <laughs> right. was he teaching everyone else how to rob you know different cultures of their ancient right. artifacts right yeah. if you uh if you haven't by the way listeners if you haven't turned tuned into our robocop episode you should definitely listen about hot takes on contractors that's a very important yes very important piece about how important contractors are and how evil they can be Katie mm. Michaels' one takeaway, or the biggest takeaway, the, was relationships thing. of contractors and employees. So, was like, wow, <laughs> that's the one thing you pulled out of Robocop. <laughs> I, you took that from Robocop. Right? HR breakdown was really intense. Really also, intense. I also want to talk briefly about the the action sequences. I know, uh, I think Tom was uh, it was you who referenced practical. like the the truck sequence. But yes, this yeah. movie was made in 1981, so 
there are stuntmen galore. Was was there yeah. any sequence for anybody that really stood out? I know you mentioned the truck scene already, but mm-hmm. the ones that I think of are like the the street fights. Yes, uh, when they're in, uh, I think it's, I think they're in Cairo, but mm-hmm. uh, like the swordsman that he just blows away. That you know, was awesome. Like Hilarious. That, but, <laughs> that uh, was so great. Was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that whole chase with the barrels is really <laughs> yeah yeah yeah. That's literally what that is. Yeah, you know, that also leads me, I wanted to ask you guys as well, the the number of extras in this movie, mm-hmm. yes. it's just mind-blowing how it's, many He people... wanted more. He wanted more. Really? Spitler only got a quarter of what he asked for. He wanted like really? 2,500 extras for the Oh TV my God. Stuff, but he only got, got like 600. Also, so. why did they cheer at everything? Like, they yeah, cheered yeah. at like- That was a good question too. Yeah, like, yeah. like he, they walked Like, how are they the all guy. on the same page? Everyone yeah. in Cairo <laughs> is on like, the we same know what's going on. and everyone cheers. Right. The guy came over with a bunch of melons, handed it to him. The guy hit a dog on the other side and was like, yay. I'm yeah. like, what are we cheering? <laughs> I don't understand. I tried to like break it down logically. I'm like, it's, mu- it's like religious fervor, I think, because these guys know that this is maybe holy ground and they know that artifacts are here. Potentially mm-hmm. the Ark is, is yeah. in Tannis. And so... Now that they see the arc, they're just like they, they, they have they want to be close to it or whatever. But they know that the Nazis are bad because Nazis are bad, and we're we're all on the side of the American hero. But some of them worked for the Nazis. They some were, them, right. yeah, yeah. But maybe under pain of death, or maybe right. I don't know if they collaborated or not. I don't you know. Signed a contract. Contractors. It's <laughs> once again we're contract. back to contractors. Exactly. This is what it no. all comes back to. They're just hired I also, workers. I also really fucking loved the um this uh, fight sequence all around the plane. Mm. All the plane stuff. Oh yes, yeah. yes, yes, yes. And with like the big giant like circus oh, man, my, strong right. man. Yeah, and, yeah, which also where okay. Did- oh, we have to talk about him because <laughs> t- this this was something that Tom and I noticed instantly as it was happening, and we narrated it. And when it, it went something like this, all of a sudden we see a little baby fight happening on the plane. Just a door a opens from some barracks or somewhere. <laughs> this guy comes out, takes mm. his shirt off, <laughs> and he is like, does this mm. smile? That's exactly it. And he's What's like, ah, I want a piece of <laughs> Did someone yeah. say fight? Yeah. Yeah, I want to walk over here. I want a piece of Indiana Jones. Yeah, I'm going to do it shirtless too. You know, <laughs> he literally just puts it. He's like, oh, here we go. We're the 20s. We're yeah, playing he's a fisticuffs. Yes. Yeah, fisticuffs. Yeah. yeah, fisticuffs. yeah. <laughs> he's like, old time boxer. It was so strange though, because I, in my brain, I'm like, did Spielberg just say, all right, we need uh, some other guy to fight him. He's going to walk out of the barracks. He's going to take his shirt off. Yeah. He's, He's really just going to take his fucking shirt off. He needs off. to be jacked. He needs to have an old time. Did he have a mustache? I think he had a mustache. He, and he may have had a mustache. If he didn't, he should have. If he didn't, I saw him with a mustache. Yeah. We all saw him with mustaches. <laughs> yeah, we yes. all saw him. Mustaches, multiple. Yeah. Multiple Which... I mean, come on. Great. As soon as we saw people fighting around that propeller, yeah, like, someone oh, was going through it. It was just it was two. What I love too about it, and this is something that I have problems with with like some of the movies that come out right now where you have so many different things happening, it's hard to keep track of like what's going on. There were like four different fights all happening in this one big fight. There's Indiana with the big guy, there's Marion trying to get out of the cockpit, but then Marion discovers there's other guys coming here, so she's gonna shoot the thing over there. But then oh fuck, there's like fire coming from the gasoline and coming towards the plane, and oh no, mm-hmm. how do we uh and it's mm-hmm. like somehow it all wraps up in one nice button. It's like we don't need to make a huge plot line. Just put like four different little plot things that need to happen in one yeah. fight. 
That's you know, people I think my it. favorite my love favorite it. part of that scene is when after the fist fight's over, after he, oh, he that's gets right. propeller you killed. Even said, I'm like, like, look at that. Look, look, look. So Indy's like telling Marion to like get back so he can like shoot, shoot the cockpit open and get her out. But we see in the background there is fire was, going like yep. the yeah, gasoline is yeah, catching yeah, on fire and heading up. towards the truck yep. in, in in the same take. Mm-hmm. And yep. that's not CGI. And no. I'm just like, look. Look, look back there. You see that? That is you see amazing. That? That's all one thing. You and know, they, Spielberg was like, fuck yeah, dude. Oh, man, <laughs> we got just it. Like touching himself over the shot. Right? <laughs> oh, yeah, feeling himself. I didn't even, sure. you know, I didn't even real think about that that had to have been done in one take. Yeah. yeah. You see it yeah. happening. That's or however true. many times they had to yeah. rehearse right. that or whatever, yeah, but right. that's what we got. And you also, know? too, yeah. like, oh my God, I fucking love the practical in this, like all the different skeletons. And like when the guy is like, hey, I'm going to throw the rope and throw me back the rope, he's like, huh, fuck you, bye. And then later on, you see him getting, he's yeah. been stabbed. And it's like, someone put that together, or this guy is just like, yep. Hevia's <laughs> first movie, first, first oh, credit Hevia's for Alfred first Molina. Movie. Isn't that great? Uh, his Alfred Molina's very first movie, which I just love. And he he still gets that line, the throw me the whip, throw me the idol, whenever people see him on the street. People serious? yell it at him all the wow. time. Wow. I believe it. When I'm at I believe him, it, yeah. I control Does he myself. respond? Yes. He says, yeah. throw me the idol? Yeah. Oh, Someone's I like, love throw that. Like, throw me the idol. And, yeah, it's like Mandy Patinkin will always answer the, the Indigo Montoya line whenever you say it to him. That is amazing. Yeah. They just embrace yeah, it. Yeah, yeah you have totally. to. Why not? <laughs> because it's like, yeah, yeah. It's, it's not Wait, our, You said yes. you mentioned Alfred Molina as Tevia. Did you actually see that production? I did not no, see that production. No, I wanted to. That was my first Broadway show <gasps> in 2000, whatever. Yeah. Wow. Oh, my God. That's amazing. He, he's awesome. And I heard the cast recording he and he awesome. was absolutely. Oh, he's brilliant. So he's just good. a brilliant actor. So I think that's good for Q and Bay. Right. Yeah. Let's jump yeah. right into hot yeah. takes. Hot takes. Hot so takes. Hot takes. Uh, this is sort of a hot take slash conspiracy theory about this movie. There's, yes. For mine, and Molly sort of touched on this, I was always trying to do the, the dating math in my head between Indy and Marion. When he shows up at the bar, All right, she punches him in the face and yes. says, I learned to hate you over the last 10 years. Okay. And I'm like, okay. So 10 years ago, Where's, you, you, guys were, you guys were something. Okay. In the script, I'm pretty sure Marion is either 25 or 26. No. Means it was like a 15, 16 thing going on. And let's I, say she was 27. Let's okay. say. Let's say. Right. Let's even say. still. Even sure. still. Yeah. Let's yeah. say she was 18. So, so how old do you think he is? Wait, she was. Okay. So she, if she was in college, she would have been 1920 to be in college. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But they didn't say she was in college. Right. We knew Never that her dad, she. we knew that her dad was training Indiana Jones training. to be a great woman. Wait, was he a so, professor? So was she in college or was he in college and he was the professor of Indiana Jones? Indy was in college studying under Professor Ravenwood, Marion's okay. dad. Yeah. And I'm oh. thinking they fell in love during their time together as Indy was training with maybe he was getting his master's 
Man. Did it ever say that he's in college? It just says I no. learned from your father. It never said yes. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. And I, so. I think because he is a college professor, we just assumed he went to a university. But mm. that was sort of my conspiracy theory of like, okay, how just just how old was Marianne? Yeah. And are we going to talk about it, or are we just going to like a little icky. let it go mm. under the? Maybe it was just like Italy. if it was a te- maybe it's like a ten year difference. Maybe he was like twenty six and she was sixteen, or which is still <gasps> fucked it's up. Terrible. I think it was smart of them to leave. It's kind of ambiguous but at the same mm-hmm. time you can't help but just like pause and start like rolling backward of course like, 10 years is back to anyway right so yeah. that was my uh that was my hot not so much of a conspiracy but mm-hmm. like did you guys mean to do that or yeah mm-hmm. yeah i think in 1981 that was fine and in 2021 it's mm-hmm. fine maybe <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's not oh my gosh fine megan anything I I want to I want to wait and hear what their hot takes are or conspiracy theories if they have yeah, anything for you guys anything jump yeah. out not only like I I know you mentioned towards the beginning that some stuff may have confused you so movie could happen um, but anything mm-hmm. you guys are, I just want to are... talk about um, Nazi man in trench coat who wore um, <laughs> black the whole time and to me my hot take on him is that he is a Nazi version of Mitch McConnell who had a baby with Porky the pig yes. that, that is Ty said that early on too I did I said it last night as I was looking at him wow. <laughs> and he was just like okay like you don't know Fräulein I am <laughs> I don't know like he just was like he always he just- looked kind of greasy and oily and for some reason and you know and that weird ass laugh yeah. I was happy yeah. his face melted. Um, but I also oh just was wondering, like, what was his purpose? Is he the top man? Is he the torture Nazi guy? Is he the... I think yeah. it's the torture Nazi guy. Torture. Yeah, because when he... Uh, I, I always think of the scene where he comes upon Marion and Belloc in the tent in the desert. Right. And he starts pulling out the nunchuck looking thing. And you're and like, oh, what hanger. the fuck is that? It's was like, oh, it's a coat hanger. So they, I feel like they yeah, tried well, to make I light of it. But I, yeah, I, I think, want one of those so bad, too. I think you're right on when you say, oh, this is the tortured Nazi. And to me, he 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 might be a reference to like someone like Heinrich Himmler sort of mm. like those rimmed glasses and just yeah. definitely weird little a weird little oh. toady of a guy who has a creepy laugh and you're just like oh it's it's yeah. whenever he's around no one everyone's just like oh god when he starts laughing at the end with the <laughs> sand i love spielberg that spielberg just gave us what we wanted because he he has this horrible laugh right. and you know he's laughing at the dude at the situation and i'm like i just want this man to perish i want him to pass yes. away painfully and he sure does <laughs> yeah yep. oh sure boy does. and during that scene i think something that kind of lets us know that he is a, indeed a psychopath when all of the spirits and stuff are coming out of the ark he's just like yeah, yeah. he's like oh just another day at the office here huh. yeah. <laughs> like, you guys are seeing this right like he's not you know, there's no like not big really emotional reaction he's just like oh that's unexpected. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a little bit of trivia about his character and his development as how they wanted to see him originally, which we'll get oh, into the trivia. Yeah. But, okay. So I guess like my, oh wait, did you guys have any other hot takes? Do you have a hot take? Tom? I guess my only hot take was um, Indian Marion emerging unscathed from the sky high fire in Inferno. Yes. Uh, that's what I don't understand. Cause they weren't that far tied up to that stick. And but they, they had their eyes closed, Tom. Yeah, they had their <laughs> eyes closed. And if you can't see them, then you can't get hurt. And that's the yeah. rule that we all learned as children. Right. But yes. I don't think that it applies to a <laughs> tornado made of fire that opens a hole in the sky that you're literally like 30 like yards. Reverse, 
reverse fire too like it goes yeah. up and then it like opens the atmosphere yeah and right. then like the, <laughs> this the, is the fire why like we have global warming yeah, exactly. yeah this is too why. many people are opening arcs and yeah that's, that's, that's my hot take i think that they should have and i don't want to wish death upon indiana jones but he should have died there <laughs> there's no way he would he, there's no way that it's also how did he know to close his eyes yeah, how? He's yeah. Like, it was never ex- it. it's like you know this is one of those like oh it's a sacred Jet, Jedi text. He just read it somewhere. Yeah. Like they don't ever specifically it. say. I don't. I always remember the line oh, Christ, at the beginning of the movie. Hey, this is just my way of justifying. All right. I always remember the line at the beginning of the movie where the the U.S. agents come in and they're like, "Well, what is the arc?" And he's like, "Didn't you guys ever go to Sunday school? Like, did you guys ever pay attention to this kind of stuff?" Mm. To me, these are like Old Testament God rules. Like you think of Lot's wife looking back at Sodom and Gomorrah and turning into a pillar of salt. There's almost this unsaid rule of like, you cannot look at the presence of God. You are not worthy of the presence of God. So don't look, don't touch. And I think the rules okay. around the ark specifically are somewhere in Exodus, hmm. which is a book of the Bible. <laughs> I, I swear to God, like I swear, like they're in the Bible, yeah. like you can't touch it and you can't look at what's inside. Like if you touch it, you die. If you look at what's inside, you die. I think if we were ever that's in a never situation in the movie. where it's like <laughs> you needed like, to uh, have don't biblical information in order to pass through something, you would want to bring Ben because he had to memorize all that stuff in school because he went to I'll wear a suit and tie. A private school where they oh. like had to memorize the different things, different passages of the Bible, oh, geez. which I think wow. helped me as an actor because I'm a quick study for lines, but we had to memorize a very specific amount of Bible verses every week. So wow. oh, geez. I think that helped. So I just drew on my upbringing and, you know, 12 years like, of yeah. private schooling to That's be like, oh, no, these are Old just Testament rules. Of course, yeah, you like, don't get it if you want to live. Right. Uh, I would tell right. you the same thing if you and I were tied to a stake. Be like, um, they're about to open the ark. Just don't look. <laughs> look <at my> <laughs> okay, so there you go. We're going to be fine. Hey, look at me. We're going to be fine. I can't. Just don't look at it. <laughs> Amazing. I mean, okay. that picture of the Ark in the book when we first see it is basically shooting lasers out of it. So, like, yes. don't you don't look at lasers. Uh, like, classic. True. You yeah, don't do classic, it. Classic Jesus lasers. That's Jesus. a good point. Yeah, Classic Jesus lasers. <laughs> Hashtag Jesus lasers. <laughs> also, classic <laughs> Jesus lasers. I have another mini hot take because yeah. it's coming yeah. back to me. I <clears throat> Something that was a little <laughs> too quick for me and unrealistic is the fact is how quickly... Indiana Jones realizes that they're digging in the wrong location and how yes. he finds the new location. He mm. just looks through his little thing and he's like, oh, there it is, digging that there. That sure looks going. like it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Also, why didn't anyone pay attention or notice that he, because he took off the, the little, uh, yes. yeah. he's just That's standing the there in his normal hat and the, the you can see the tents and stuff right over there. And they're like, he's like, keep digging. I'm like, didn't, who is on Nightwatch? Why didn't anyone- yeah. The night for that because That's it's my like hot next, take yeah it's like the next day belloc is like walking and talking with the with the nazis and he's like yes uh, archaeology is not an exact science and we should maybe not do what the fuck is going on over yeah here? like he just notices out of the blue he's like the fuck the are those fuck? guys doing so indiana right. jones has the worst security he, <laughs> that is my hot Sala. take yeah, from the first from the first theft in the opening of the movie it's like yes there's a reason that duder keeps stealing your shit from you and it's because you have poor security yes like this is a <laughs> pattern get it together indeed. you know what he's got a budget he's, he's got to stay in the budget and that's what he can afford he's it's true. it's not top tier but it's better than nothing so he, he goes with is it theft RS and 
that's what he's going with. He's also the U.S. government gave him three thousand dollars to do what he had to do. (laughs) Yes, (laughs) and they paid him at the end of the movie, right? Is that what you're talking about? No, what I'm saying is like his budget was so small, and he's being funded by the U.S. government, so it all makes sense that they're like gonna skimp him out when he's fighting (laughs) the Nazis. Like it's three thousand dollars, not including airfare or right. I suppose it had to be sort of a clandestine operation. So this is probably the what the the equivalent to the CIA in World War II. So this was the OSS or something. Anyway, my so my hot takes one is is that all Indiana Jones women are bitches, and I don't know why they're written that way. (laughs) Not true. And I I will fight you tooth and nail. This will be a Karate Kid moment where I will fight you on this. That Last Crusade actually has a really good female character well, i need to rewatch i will need to rewatch that one yeah because yeah. if i remember right everyone's just all the women are temple bitches. of doom willie scott just does nothing but also cry. too i'm thinking about uh i was so sad about the the monkey dying and i was like wait a minute didn't the dog die in jaws and i'm like does he just like to have like animals just die in movies oh, like yeah, you get attached to yeah you get attached to animals and he's like well i'm gonna kill this fucker like it's just i didn't understand why you know yeah. why did the monkey have to die i the got he had to die so indy didn't die so I, yeah, Sala right. could have yeah. the line bad dates where he like catches a date in midair. Bad date. Bad date. Bad it was so it was like so bitches leave. It was. <laughs> leave. It was bitches leave. Bad dates. Bad dates. When I was a kid, though, because we get that that overhead shot where the ceiling fan is turning and you see the monkey's oh, body yeah. on the floor. I always, as a kid, and I remember this so clearly. I'm like, yeah, nice did shot. the monkey get hit? By the ceiling fan? What? Oh, hilarious. That's what I thought as a kid. I'm like, the monkey was like swinging around and being an idiot. Oh. And then he like jumps up too high, gets hit in the head by a ceiling fan. Yeah. I didn't put two and two together that the oh. dates were poisoned. So I always thought the monkey like jumped into the ceiling fan and died. I'm like, poor well, guy. He's just, so just being a monkey. And then uh, also, this is not my conspiracy theory, but this tracks. This is from Big Bang Theory. Yes. That this movie would have happened and Indiana Jones didn't need to be there. The entire movie. You could take Indiana Jones out of every single bit of this movie and nothing would have changed. Because they would have eventually found the Ark because they were digging in a you know approximately the right area. They eventually would have found the Ark. They would have gotten it out. They would have opened it. They would have opened it and everything would have happened exactly like it happened. The only thing that wouldn't have changed is that it wouldn't have been obtained by the government. And put in a storage room with a storage with millions of other rocks. referenced in a, in a later on Indiana Jones. Movie. But it's like, yeah, it's a whole thing on Big Bang Theory. He like he has his girlfriend watch it, and she's like, I mean, it was a good movie, but Indiana Jones didn't need to be there for any wow. of it. That's yeah. so funny. That's, That's a true. good point. Nazis would have died, and then what would have happened to the Ark? It would have just stayed on that island. Would have just stayed there, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. With Probably another sandstorm. Another sandstorm. Yeah, Would then. have had her Napoleon bar. Uh, <laughs> monkey would have lived. Uh, yeah, monkey would have lived. Yeah. Also weird that she like was stuck there, had enough money to like make this whole huge bar and like get liquors and run this bar, but like couldn't get back to the United States. I want to yeah. say there were like deleted scenes in the original, uh, maybe not deleted scenes, but in one of the original drafts, they like explain how she gets the bar. Spielberg, I think, yeah. no, Lucas wanted her to be like a call girl at first who, in, oh. who ends up like inheriting the bar after wanted, the owner dies. I wanted Carrie Fisher to get her hands into this script and fucking fix the female character. Like that's all I could think <laughs> of. Mm-hmm. He had the same spunk as like Princess Leia, which I really yeah. liked. And I thought that this was actually a really fun character, but it was just kind of ruined. Yeah. And yeah. 
at any mm-hmm. rate. I can go into that in hot takes or not hot takes, rants and raves, but that's a whole other thing. Whole other thing. Yeah, let's get some trivia. Can hop into some trivia? Let's hop into yeah. some trivia-ish. Uh, yeah. Do that trivia music. Whoop, whoop. Frank Weller does the voice of the monkey. He does all the little like scratchy noises. and what? The, the, So Frank Weller is the guy who does the voice of Optimus Prime. In <laughs> oh, wow. This oh. Guy has been, and not only did he do this monkey, he did Abu in the Aladdin <gasps> animated. Oh, he's a celebrity. He's done all the iconic monkeys. He does. Oh, yes, he, just, he does all the Leb. iconic monkey noises. No wonder I thought of that whole, the whole time we were in the bazaar in this movie, I was like, Aladdin. Yeah. It's Abu because he has a, a vest boo. on and everything. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. true. <laughs> uh, the opening scene, I think he's in the jungles of Peru or something like that. But they were actually sure. shot on the same islands in Hawaii that Spielberg shot Jurassic Park. So. Oh, oh. Uh, like, there, uh, like 15 years later, and he's like, "Oh, this is a this is a good spot." Holy shit! It's All very right. cool. All right. Yeah. Good stuff. The truck chase scene, which is one of the best sequences in the movie, was actually not directed by Spielberg because they had a very tight uh, shooting schedule for this one. Paramount imposed 85 days, but they actually shot this whole movie in 73, which is (gasps) crazy. Wow. But he had his second AD shoot the entire truck scene. And I want to say Spielberg... Maybe maybe he didn't. I don't think Spielberg directed all the stuff with Harrison Ford, but they did the, they did the close-ups and everything. But this scene took five weeks to film and is only six minutes of the movie, which is Jeez. crazy. So, but again, when you have 85 days to shoot, it? like you're going off and shooting everything you yeah, can right. anywhere else to get all the cover. Five so, weeks? Five weeks for six minutes of movie. What? Worth it. Worth it. <laughs> Worth it. Totally yeah. Worth it. It was the highest grossing film of 1981. It was made for $18 million, made almost $400 million, Believe it. Which yeah. is crazy. And George Lucas made so much money on the back end. Oh, yeah. So I think I'll get into it. I have, I have some notes about that. But the original choice, the original hire for Indiana Jones was Tom Selleck. What? Of, of Magnum P.I. And, and of Blues Bloods for those of us who act in New York. But yeah. so he, he just did the pilot. Yeah, I know. <laughs> he just did the pilot for a show called Magnum P.I. And it wasn't picked up to a series yet, but he auditioned for the role of Indiana Jones. Spielberg really liked him. Wasn't his first choice, but he really liked him so much that they called CBS and said, hey, can we use Tom Selleck for this movie? And then CBS pulled a dick move and they said, oh, Tom Selleck is in high demand. Uh, Let's pick up his show right now. So in order for him to not be able to play Indiana Jones, they picked up the season of Magnum P.I. But the funny thing is, is that there was a writer strike in 1980, which actually pushed back Magnum P.I. for three months. Oh, so he could have done done the movie Uh, and done Magnum P.I. at the same time. But CBS picked picked up the show and he'd lost the role of Indiana Jones. Oh, contractually, they were like, CBS is like, you can't do it. Yeah, which is wow. like, a, oh, I would be so irritated. That's okay. He became wow. Richard on Friends later on. It all works it's out. Great. Yeah, it's worth You know, it. though, he's very handsome, too. He is. I has I, an age today. Very few men I know can pull off a mustache like he can. He's oh, he long. rocks that stash. Yeah, he rocks it. Um, I know, uh, Tom, you mentioned the music by John Williams, mainly the theme. There were two different themes written for this movie, and oh, I, yeah. I knew this way, way back. But when you hear the beginning of the Indiana Jones theme, you get that dun, and then it goes into the trumpet section. Of the bah, 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 bah. But those were actually two totally separate themes. John Williams was like, ah. I have this one, and then I have this one. He played them both Which for Spielberg, like? and he's like, can you put them both together? 
interesting i'll try that and then that's that's what became the indiana jones march and is so of course iconic you hear that you hear that music and you just know that you're in for an adventure yeah Mm -hmm. yeah uh, we're gonna have some fun there's gonna be some danger but that's uh, cool cool trivia that's a good one uh, it is the only Indiana Jones film to be nominated for a Best Picture Oscar. Again, it won five, but it was actually nominated for Best mm. Picture at the 1991 Oscars. Jeez. This is amazing. So, Tote, the reading ahead. The torture Nazi, his character's name is Tote in the movie. It's T H O T. I think it's pronounced Todd in a way. Yeah, but it's like Tote in German. But in the original drafts of the original drafts that Lucas had, Tote was supposed to have a mechanical arm <gasps> that could switch out for both a machine gun and a flamethrower. Oh, I wish they wow. kept it. Spielberg put the kibosh on it because he was like, was, mm, cool. I want to make sure we're not bridging two different genres. That's here. like right. planet not sci-fi. But I almost wish that like, oh, how yeah. cool would that been? Oh, that would have changed. And like, people are like attaching all this sort of weird shit to him. And, no, that's oh, a yeah, little, so that's cool. a little RoboCop. That's a little too RoboCop. So dude, I like how very- they kept the, the arm thing in though, the hand thing in. Yeah, right. yeah, that's something. They, these guys had so many ideas and this is a little bit of trivia, but Lucas and Spielberg were basically talking about this movie like a couple of little kids building a sandcastle. They had so many ideas, but they just needed someone to just corral everybody together, mm-hmm. which is essentially what, what Lawrence Kasdan did when he wrote the script. He's like, okay, you guys have way too much going on. I'm going to go away for five months and then come back with something because dealing with you two is like <laughs> hurting cats. Hurt cats. Like it's, yeah, right. you're both insane. So I'm going to go do my thing. But because of their very limited shooting schedule, this movie was 80% storyboarded, which means they had six thousand different storyboards for this movie storyboards are you know you write out sort of a a picture of what you're going to shoot but this one had six thousand storyboards that's 80 80 percent of the movie so six thousand storyboards which is insane jeez during the airplane fight scene the airplane actually ran over harrison ford's knee (gasps) severed some tendons but it would have been a lot worse because it was so hot that the sand got so soft and the tires got so soft that it actually lessened the impact of the tire running over his leg. Oh my God. So instead of breaking it, he only tore a few tendons, threw an ice pack on it and just kept going. Oh my God. Which could have been a lot worse, but because oh the, my God. the temperatures there were like 110, 115 degrees. Can you imagine? Daily. So like, where no. was, where were the desert scenes filmed? Tunisia. Oh, wow. Yeah. Tunisia no doubled for Cairo is. and everybody got Africa. dysentery. Everybody got dysentery except for Steven Spielberg because Spielberg Ooh. ate canned food and bottled water. Mm. Everybody else was like eating local food. So that's why uh, Indiana Jones shoots the swordsman. They had an entire sequence. Wait, what? Mapped out this guy, this, the guy with the sword. Yeah, I'll let Molly take that. Molly, it, go, too Molly, good. go. It, yeah. No, you're telling the, you are correct, sir. Yeah. They had a huge fight scene um, planned out. They uh, Steven Spielberg asked, the casting agent to find the best swordsman in the world. Oh my God. Um, They had a three day shoot planned for that scene. And that day Harrison Ford came in sick with dysentery and said, can I shoot him? And, (laughs) and Steven Spielberg went, yeah. And that, Put them a day and a half ahead of schedule, ahead of schedule. <laughs> which oh is my all Steven Spielberg wanted. Actually, he was like, yeah, "It's true." He just pushed to have that movie go, 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 do as fast as you can wow. because they were also shooting 
in 100 degree heat it was seems to be the theme of every movie is that we shoot in the hottest place in the hottest time of year for no reason and then it turned into you know that's so amazing though because i I love hearing little things like that that seem like okay this is derailing the original idea the original train that we were on Mm -hmm. but they don't know the long-term you know effects that it's gonna have on like the viewers it's one of the uh, most iconic scenes it is and it's hilarious Mm -hmm. and they reference it it's so iconic. They reference it in either the second or third one. He comes up on two guys with swords and he goes for his gun and he doesn't have it. Oh. Um, and that is a reference oh. back because that is so popular in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was in- intense. And uh, in the choreographing of that whole fight scene leading up to so the whole marketplace fight scene, Harrison Ford even asked like why aren't I pulling out my gun and shooting people and (laughs) Spielberg and the fight coordinator had to be like well there's just no time and they just like kept packing on things and couldn't have time to get his gun and so yeah that was like wasn't even part of it he was never supposed to shoot anyone in that scene wow uh-huh. And but, but you that. think about it now and you're like, oh, it couldn't have gone down any no, other way. Like, it would have been cool maybe to see like a fight scene right there. But the fact that he just blows him away after all these flourishes, he's like, fuck you. I know. I think it would have been a hat. It would have been a hat on a hat because yeah. we're already in the middle of this huge fight sequence and chase yeah. sequence. And I think that that would have just been too much there. It was kismet. And he was in a hurry too. Like he was trying to find Marion. So it actually made sense for him to like just blow him away and keep going. So yeah. Yeah, everybody got dysentery except for Spielberg. So wow, wow. bring Which spaghettios the- if you ever go to Tunisia and shoot a movie. Take spaghettios <laughs> brought- with you. He brought them movie. himself. Right. It wasn't wow. in his writer. He brought them himself. Yeah. It wasn't a weird ask. He just packed. Nope. He knew. Wow. He was also oh, said to have taped his mouth shut during showers. Oh God. Really? I don't know if that, I don't know. That's not really? did it come from his mouth, but yeah. Jeez. Well, his mouth to, was taped shut. So his mouth was taped shut, but to not again, not get disappeared. <laughs> yeah. And the uh the final bit of trivia I have is uh, uh I don't know if it's that exciting, but the reason they limited them to an 85-day shoot is because Close Encounters of the Third Kind and Jaws all ran way behind schedule. Oh. And Spielberg went over budget, over schedule, and no studio in all of Hollywood would take this script because they knew that Spielberg was attached to direct. Oh, and he, but also it, it, yeah, for that, but also it it wasn't that, it wasn't that interesting of a story to people. Again, it read like a B movie, like Saturday morning serial cartoon, you know, and they're Uh, like, I don't, there's a reason for that. There's a reason for that. (laughs) Go ahead. Go ahead. Well, when John Lucas was creating John Lucas, George Lucas. George Lucas. I know people. John names. Lucas is his son. When Lucas was creating this character, he was also creating Star Wars. So like the yeah. he had they were all jumbled oh. up in his head. But he referenced Saturday morning serials, what cartoons used and like kids shows on Saturdays used to be called serials because kids would just eat cereal and watch TV. Mm-hmm. Um, he the whole idea for indiana jones came because he wanted to have a superhero jumping off of a horse onto a truck and that was it because he's like every serial has one of those and i want to write a movie like that and it uh and so he did (laughs) so he he wrote star wars that didn't get to happen in star wars and he said i'll do it here (laughs) Um, and so that whole truck scene is really the catalyst for the rest of the movie and nothing else wow yeah Yeah. Yeah. um so 
it was meant to wa- be watched. Like I watched it this morning too. I just watched it. Oh, like, that's oh, amazing! And I was yeah. like, "Is this weird to watch in the morning?" And no, it's like no, a it's, it's like a western meets adventure. A, yeah, meets Nazis. It's great. Um, his, and it was, his original name was supposed to be like Indiana Smith too. Oh. Spielberg was like, "That's stupid." I mean, no. Jones. <laughs> it was also we all know Spielberg for like directing these big epic adventure movies, but it was yeah. his first one also. So it really was. Like, really? Yeah, yeah that he had was Jaws and Close Encounters, and then this, I think. Huh. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that was the other reason the studios were like, "I mm. don't know about this yeah. guy directing." I don't know if he could do it. Right. And then in retrospect, again, like you, you have to be the executive who's like punching yourself in the face for right. like, oh, yeah. oh, I really wish I would have picked up this whole uh, yeah, right. Jones uh, franchise. That would have been great. So, <laughs> yeah. So that's cool. trivia. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. All right. Trivia. So then uh, to wrap up at least this portion uh, for our Patreon subscribers that uh, get the rants and raves, that's coming up in a, a little bit. So be sure to subscribe for that level if you want to hear us rant and rave about stuff. But, but to wrap things up here, we've got worth a watch. So basically just do you think that this is worth if someone had said to you, oh my gosh, you haven't seen Indiana Jones Raider of the Lost Ark. What? You should really watch it. So this is when we let people know if you should indeed actually Hmm. watch it we're gonna throw it to you guys yeah i've been hearing that my entire life Uh, (laughs) uh, so this is literally the first time that i've watched it and i i would i would say that it's worth it because it's ridiculous and it's just fun and it's iconic for a reason and uh, uh, you get to see like a young babe Harrison Ford in Ugh. his prime. Mm. You get to see great directing and sound design uh, uh, in just like a really quintessential, my, I don't want to call it mindless action because it's not mindless action, but it's just a great action movie. So yeah, it's worth watching. Yeah. Oh, I think it's absolutely worth a watch. That's what I've been saying to him when I found out he hadn't seen a single Indiana Jones movie. He also he hasn't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, you'd be surprised. You guys would um, not be not be. A lot of, there's <laughs> this great podcast that. that we know of that goes through all these movies that you haven't watched and lets oh, you know. Oh wow! Text me after this. Yeah, I'll, I'll, yeah. I'll let you know. I'll let one. you know about it. Yeah. It's a good yeah, one. Yeah, great. Great. <laughs> um, but I mean, it's it's a classic. That's it. It's plain and simple. It's a, it's an absolute classic and you know ditto everything tom said but you just you have to watch it especially if you if you love movies even if you don't love movies i think this will make you love movies just yeah. like just a movie the way you, you know, feel after movie. it you're like yeah. yeah i went on that journey i was with him the whole time and i couldn't help but think about like seeing this in 81 in the theaters oh, you know God. being there in the theater full of people when he shoots the swordsman and if people are going ah you're a little kid <laughs> yes. going i've yeah, never seen like, anything like this before yeah. Yeah, you get goosebumps yeah. thinking about that. It's like yeah. you definitely obviously made waves. So yeah, watch mm. the movie, guys. Watch it. <laughs> Megan? I totally agree. I mean, the thing watching it now, I like older, I was like, there are some parts I'm like, okay, come on, let's go. Let's let's go. Let's go. Come on, let's go. But then like once things started going, I felt like it was just more like it would go really fast and then it would slow down really fast and slow down. Uh, but once we got into the swing of things, I was like, this is a fucking great movie. It really is. Like, it's just your, and I would say too, it's specifically a summer blockbuster movie. Like mm-hmm. this is something that it's like you see as a kid and then you run around in the backyard and pretend to be Indiana Jones. Like mm-hmm. 
that's just, or if you're an adult, then you run around in the backyard and pretend to be an Indiana <laughs> Jones. Just make sure your neighbors don't watch. Like that's just what you do. Yeah. It's totally worth a watch. Ben. Absolutely. Um, I always think of the heroes that I grew up with watching movies and Indiana Jones was definitely one of them, but I also think of, you know, Batman or Luke Skywalker, those, those characters that I think maybe young men emulate and want to be because they just, they have all of the traits that you think are so right and just and pure. And I think Indiana Jones was different because he was also like a quasi intellectual, which I, at least at that point in my life, hadn't really seen before. Like, mm -hmm. oh, he's a man of action, but also he has a brain. So I felt like there was this really great balance. And I know we talked about them trying to ride that line of him being like, is he a professor? Is he a grave robber? Is right. he actually, mm -hmm. does mm -hmm. he actually care about these artifacts? That kind of thing. But you're right. Yeah. It was one of those movies where you watch it and then, yeah, I would go out into my yard or field next to my house with my brother or whatever. And we would have fist fights, and one of us mm -hmm. would be in and the other one would be the Nazi and then right. we would switch, you know? <laughs> Right. So it, it is, it's iconic, but it's, it, it's also for me, it's, it's just a movie that's very near and dear to me. And you're right. It's, it's like watching a Quentin Tarantino movie. Whenever you mm -hmm. watch a good Spielberg movie, you just fall in love with mm -hmm. movies in general. Yeah. And this is just great escapism. It's exactly what the movie industry needed in 1981 because right. it was kind of doing a nosedive financially. And it kind of brought the movie industry back to life in a, in a very, wonderful way um bringing us to you know 2021 where theaters Molly. are dead but uh yes watch the movie totally worth your time oh Molly. well <laughs> so as someone who loves pop culture mm. i say watch the movie because mm. there's a lot of references out there that you know but you don't know where you know it from and yes. it's from this movie mm. uh -huh. um I think this movie is misogynistic. Mm. I think Indiana Jones personally is a piece of shit. Mm. Uh, I, um, so good for rants and raves. I, yeah. um, the only thing running through my head was colonizers, white men taking oh. things that aren't theirs. Interesting. Yep. Um, so I politically, you know, I got, I got there. Um, but that's also where we are just in the world right now. Sure. Yeah. So, exactly. Um, for that reason, and because like he was into young girls, uh, like as soon as that happened, I could have cared less what happened to Indiana Jones. As soon as yeah. she was like, you fucked with me and I was young. I was for like, sure. you suck. And why do you get to steal the thing? And so um, go into it knowing that. And if you can't deal with that, watch Tomb Raider. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah. The first one or the second one? Laura Croft, Tomb Raider, the first one. <laughs> <sighs> yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a relief being able to say that. Yeah. Uh, they're basically the same movie, but where yeah. the girl yeah. gets to like kick some serious ass. Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. Hmm. Um, but yeah. Okay. Awesome. Nice. Well, you guys, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast and chatting with us today. We were so, so glad to get you in here. Thank this you is... for giving us, me specifically, a reason to see the movie for <laughs> the first time because I'm, I'm notoriously <laughs> bad at watching full movies. And uh, I don't, sincerely, I don't think I would have watched this if it weren't for this uh, podcast. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Correction. I would have watched this eventually. For the sake, for the sake of your yeah. relationship probably would have happened just yeah. because we're going down like the list of like 
what movies have you watched during the pandemic that you had never seen before? This is uh, a thing. Well, yeah. I'll, I'll just mention one, uh, The Godfather, part one and two, I hadn't yeah. seen. So, so we had to I think season that. one or season two of our podcast season were, both, one. were both the first Godfather movies. Yeah, yeah nice, one. nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which in my opinion should be watched back to back because I feel like it's one big movie, part one. We, we basically did, did that. We did, that, yeah. we did like Godfather one, Night Off, Godfather two. There yeah. you go. Yeah, oh, so that's great. a good idea. And the new cut of Godfather Part Three was just released, which I haven't watched yet, but apparently Ooh. it's really good. Yeah, so. no, like pandemic movie list is like a thing. Like, you know, people are putting together lists of like, all right, this is all the shit that I haven't seen that I feel like I should have seen at this point. Mm-hmm. Right. And they're going through it during the pandemic. So it's like, what the fuck what else, else are you gonna, gonna do? do? Yeah. 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 You know, other than put on the office reruns for exactly. the 15th time. So anything you guys any yeah. anything you guys want to plug yes. be, uh, please be sure to just mention your in, your instagram uh handles and everything but anything going on that you want to promote or we should be aware of uh for me nothing <laughs> um but you can follow me on instagram to keep up with my uh, nothingness pasta yeah you know pasta occasionally um before other, that you also you, were working you did the ratatouille musical yes oh yeah i did some backup vocals for that that was fun uh yeah. raised a lot of money for the actress fund which yes. is fantastic Bless. um yeah my instagram is at talia suskauer so my first and last name and uh, Tom has a lot of stuff to plug. I, I mean, you know, I don't. I, that that was a <laughs> you're good plug. you're you're a better creator of content than I am. Yeah, <laughs> so. I guess that is what I've been focusing on. I've been focusing on pumping out like my little bio said, dumb songs, uh, catchy dumb songs. So if you like musical comedy, that is ninety percent of my focus. Uh, and you can come check it out on Instagram at Tom McGovern twenty seven or on YouTube, Tom McGovern. What can they buy from you, Tom? Um, oh, glad you asked, Talia. <laughs> I'm actually selling something I'd like to call. So I write these original songs, uh, personalized songs called jingles. Mm-hmm. I like, uh, like Megan and Ben said, I wrote the theme song for this very podcast, and, and also uh, for Ben's for Ben and Gabe's birthday. birthday. Yes, yeah. you're absolutely right. Amazing. That was an early. Yeah. That was an early jingle too. So yeah. I, that was a good one. Yeah, so I still great. sing that every once in a while. That's so funny. Aww. That's awesome. Full circle. Yeah. I've been doing it since March and I'm still doing it. So if you have a birthday or uh, if something got canceled due to COVID and you want to cheer somebody up, let me know. Uh, TomMcGovern.com. You can you can buy a personalized song for somebody. Mm-hmm. So great. Buy Tom oh, songs so he can buy me coffee. Yay! <laughs> Love, that. Love that. Love that. That's awesome. Uh, well, Tom McGovern, Tally Soskauer, thank you guys so much for being here. We enjoyed the hell out of you. Please come back because we're just watching movies. And if you guys maybe find one or think of and one. And we have more movies to watch. Yeah. So. Oh my gosh. Yay! Yes. So uh, yeah. we'll have to do this again. But uh, thank you guys so much. And as for Megan, Molly, and myself, we'll be signing off now. But please be sure to like, subscribe, give us a share, give us a review. There's that one guy who left us a one-star review. We have 18 five-star reviews and one person left a one-star review. Someone had to be that person. I mean, I was just waiting. Just waiting. (laughs) It's balance, right? You know. So uh, yeah, be sure to share us around. Tell all your friends about it. Uh, For our Patreon subscribers, thank you so much for watching. You guys can also get your own 
own So I Married a Cinephile swag. Megan, what do we have? Right now, if you're on Patreon, we have Patreon-specific merch, which is like a tote. There's also this really cute uh, die-cut sticker. There's also a mug. Uh, but we're hopefully going to be bringing on a uh, featured artist for some other merch that you can get. Um, so if you want some Patreon-specific merch, sign up for a Patreon level at patreon.com backslash podcast. All right. But until next time, guys, we will see you for our next movie. Bye. 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 So I Married a Cinephile is hosted by Benjamin Farmer and Megan Carver. It is produced by Molly McCarthy with original music by Tom McGovern. You can find us on Instagram and Twitter at Simac Podcast. And you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com backslash Simac Podcast. Subscribe today and help out all of the artists that make this podcast. So I'm married. I married a cinephile